Welcome back to Minding Our Businesses, where CEO and COO sisters share unfiltered conversation about running three companies together and and the the real life between it all. Holly Daniels Christensen is the founder and CEO of Dune Jewelry, a 12-year-old experiential jewelry brand based in Massachusetts. Holly manages 30 full-time employees and has a thriving e-commerce platform. Dune Jewelry also ships to over 600 retail partners worldwide. And on top of it all, Holly is not only a wife, but a mom to two beautiful girls, nine and 10 years old. So... The next episode, we welcome our beautiful friend and guest, Holly Christensen, Holly Daniels Christensen, yeah. the CEO and founder of Dune Jewelry. And today we are talking about being a working mom and in association with that mom guilt. So Holly, welcome. Thank you. We love you. Dog so much. Dog moms included. Sorry, yeah, dog moms Absolutely. too. Dog Thank moms you. too. And Thank aunties. You. Yeah. Um, Holly, why don't you start by introducing yourself to our audience and letting them know a little bit about your brand and, you know, your life. Thank you guys for having me. I am Holly Christensen. I'm the founder and CEO of Dune Jewelry. We create experiential jewelry, which means that we take sand and earth elements from thousands of locations all over the world, and we craft it into heirloom quality jewelry that you can hold on uh, to forever. So cool. It's such an, and that's like, you own that concept. Like that is Dune Jewelry's concept. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no one else does that. So not only are you this like incredible CEO and my friend and someone we've worked with in Parlor Brand Studio, we created the new Dune Jewelry brand, but you're also a mom. You have two beautiful girls, like, and they're nine and 10 years old and my girls are going to be a year apart too. So I love that. And they're hilarious. They're so cute. It's incredible. I am, I'm so lucky that I have two girls that, and of course they do fight, but they get along really well. They're best friends, even though they won't, they'll not admit it at this age. Um, Oh, they're going to be so ridiculously close. So close. What are their birthdays? What are their signs? They, uh, Lila is September 2nd. So she is a Virgo of all Virgos, mm-hmm. very critical, very to me too. Like, mom, you've got to do it like this. Why are you doing it like this? Oh boy. Um, and she's the wild one. She's nine. Lex is 10 and she's an Aquarius. She's February 1st. She goes with the flow. Mm-hmm. So the topic today is being a working mom. And, you know, I, I accumulated some fan questions on this topic. It's something a lot of people ask me about and, and also mom guilt. So I thought we could kind of start by talking a little bit about what mom guilt is. Um, personally for me, I didn't think I would suffer from mom guilt. I kind of thought that I was, I guess I'd say my ego crept in. I thought I was above it. Mm. Um, I have found that I have suffered from serious mom guilt, like on like a really deep level. So do you want to start by kind of giving your definition of mom guilt in being a working mom? Yeah, I think, well, the interesting thing is I identify immediately with working mom guilt, but there's other types of mom guilt. There is totally. a- aggression. Uh, there is the, the, the need or want to flee, to just walk yeah, away, yeah, to yeah. exit the yeah. situation. Good point. Um, there's preferential treatment of children. That's super, uh, something that I don't think that I experience. But of course, you guys know, because you have multiple siblings, I'm an only well, child. Yeah, my mom definitely, I'm definitely my mom's favorite. <laughs> 
That's so not true. Michael I, is. <laughs> Michael's fully her favorite. Yeah, I mean, I'm her, her favorite. It's not true. The fact that you guys are fighting about it means your mom did a great job at yeah. not <laughs> having a favorite child. Or I, did, I didn't even say it was me. I said it was my brother. <laughs> I, know, I, I just know. want to be very clear. So I would agree if Michael it's has Michael. his prop. Because he's the, the baby. He's the baby. Yeah. 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 Very natural. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's all these different kinds of mom guilt uh, that can be experienced in so many different levels. And some are really scary. Um, and some are a little bit more manageable. They're all manageable. Uh, but I, for one, definitely suffer from working mom guilt. But probably you guys feel like you don't give enough time to your kids maybe because like when you're with them, you're like feeling guilty that you're not consistently paying attention. Cause like if you get a phone call or you get a yeah. phone call where something's not happening and you're actually at the point where you're like having the time with your kids and you can't give them that, that well, probably gets to you. Yeah. That's where CEO and mom comes in because yeah. like before my babies came around, I had another baby, which was my business and my business is three of them. And as I get older and my businesses get older, they require, I find sometimes a little bit more than from me, you know, it's funny, like being a, a small business owner, I would say that we're still small business owners in, in a lot sure. of ways. Like, you know, you could define a business as if you own a business, you could walk away from it and like, it would still run. I definitely don't have that kind of business a hundred percent. Like it still needs me. And sometimes when I'm with my baby, I do have to pick up the phone. Right. Um, I really respect your response though, of like the different types of mom guilt, because me that too. is true. And I, I really resonate with that. Like I tend to want to give her all of me when I'm not at work, but I do find that like I get guilt being on my phone sometimes. And then I have to remind myself, like, I'm just human. You know, sometimes I can just like want to be on Instagram and not play with a stuffed animal, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> no, literally when I watched Lily, I get guilty. I'm like, was I just watching my phone for too long? Well, I did watch you on the Nana one night and you were on your phone when you were watching Lily. <laughs> okay. Can you watch me on the Nana and her? Oh yeah. I fully watched you on your phone when you were putting her to bed one night. <laughs> so wow. I know exactly the moment I you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I'm a full psycho. When I don't remember, but I think it's fine. It's fine. I think there's a lot of, well, first of all, guilt transpiring or, or evolving into shame, yeah. right? Yes. And that is not good. Every it's time not I good think of for, that word. Well, shame. I know, I know. Like Game of Thrones. Shame. I know, shame. shame. I know. Every time shame. someone says shame, I'm like, oh, shame. <laughs> you know, guilt is, first of all, guilt is natural. We all feel it. Even the people that you think don't, 100% do. And maybe they define it differently. Maybe they don't use the word guilt or shame or. Yeah, that's because, true. It's no, it is yeah. very true. I, I think that one thing I'd like to kind of turn this conversation to is like why you're a working mom too, like, and why I, I am. And, you know, like I know you have dogs right now and don't have children, but I, I think that there's some similarities there as well. But I think also too, if you're thinking about having children, like getting something like a dog first and like, Oh yeah. Getting used to like the puppy age. Oh my God. Or a pet of some sort. Yeah. I think it really helps you like get in the mindset of like knowing what, obviously it's not the same at all, but no, that's know. not true. It is very it is. similar. It's yeah. But I think just getting in the mindset of like getting used to it and like knowing like, well, taking care of an, a live animal or live being with the, your partner shows you things about your partner, yeah, but it I'm, also shows you like, you know, how to take care of something. And I'm an overbearing dog mom. I would just like to stay. Are you like helicopter? Oh, she's intense. No, it's like really bad. She worries a lot about her about dogs. About the dogs? I just like, 
I've had two bad experiences when I first got them. Yeah, no, she did have one had parvo, ringo, ringo. one had seizures, oh. literally both of them. And I just like, I'm always on edge. Not, yeah. not anymore, but like I, every time. Oh, yeah, no, not anymore. No, like if they eat a plant that's toxic, I'm worried. I, but yeah. that's just in my nature. Fair. That's just how I am. <laughs> that's just how I am. Like, and I don't, I think it's okay. Well, like I am proud also, you know, while sometimes I feel guilty in the middle of my work day, I leave for work. And I, I put Lily in good hands and good care. And I do remove myself from that role of my life. And I submerge myself in work. Yeah. And I really do forget, sort of. Can I say, too, that it's important to be away from your child. I, I agree. Firmly. I agree. Agree with that. My mother-in-law said to me, and she ran a daycare for 30 years. God bless wow. her soul. And she said, like, the second, because I, was, I breastfed Lexa uh, for the first six months, but she was like, here's your pumping machine, pump me some milk, put it in a bottle. I love her. Right now. And, she, and it was like that. days after I was home from the hospital. I'm like, but, but we're doing good. Everything's yeah. good. Uh, and she was like, absolutely not. Because you need to be able to hand her to me and go do whatever you have to do. She's like, because when you go back to work, I, she was the one who took care of. But I love that. Our oh, parents she was were, your caretaker. Our parents mm-hmm. were super independent, which made us super independent too. Well, I will say like when we make the choice to work, I think one thing that's important is exactly what you just said is who you're leaving your baby in the hands of. Absolutely. You know, like I do think you need to be, you can't feel like you're working for nothing too. Like you can't feel like you're working just for childcare. Mm -hmm. So like, I think some people like you have to do your research on like the right daycare and like put the time and effort in and, or private care. I'm going through that right now, like trying to figure out who's the right person to take care of my baby all the time. You know, I've been lucky to have my mom, but, and you're lucky to have your mother-in-law, but I will agree like with your mother-in-law that give me the breast milk and I will help you. And I agree. It is important to leave your baby. You miss them. I'm sure the first one, it's probably harder. Yeah, I don't know if it gets easier. At I, first. Yeah. That first, I think that first week when you leave your baby, you're like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a terrible I'm human being. Yeah, you, <laughs> and, I cried and, a lot that week. Yeah. That was yeah. a hard week. Well, you just like pushed a child out of you and then you're like, or cut it cut out or whatever that the path yeah. was for you. And then they're like, okay, you're attached to this person, this thing for what, how many months? And then another three months after that. And then it's like, go back to work. That's hard. It's very hard. I mean, it's very difficult in the beginning, but like anything, and especially women are so resilient, not to break it down to just women, but women are so resilient. We're so adaptable when we need to well, be. women are the ones having the babies. So Ex- I think in this right, situation, fair, fair. it's pretty, I know, val- I know. I'm- pretty valid. <laughs> it is women. Like, no offense, guys. Uh, <laughs> we love our men. But-, but absolutely. But we're so adaptable. And I think... Um, you know, after that initial shock, which really it is, it, yeah. and it's physiological too. It's not just mental. Hundred I mean, percent. Your bodies were connected for yes, close to ten months, uh, and so I think that um, it gets easier and easier. But you have to, you have to know why you're doing it. It has to be a good reason. Totally. The purpose of it. Mm-hmm. Well, that I think is the perfect segue is like why I work. So yeah, like I have a business, but I, I having kids like has made me think or having a child at this time when this goes live, I'll probably have had another. Um, (laughs) Well, no, I definitely will have had another. (laughs) I could not keep her in me any longer, but um, yeah, no, like I also love that my daughter sees me work. I think that that's important. She sees me have purpose. Wait until you start having 
real, con- like not real. You're having real conversation. Wait until she can answer you back. Oh no, I understand what you're saying. Because it's a whole different ball game. I have kept it so wide open with my children. I, I love that. I will say to That's them. That's how our parents were too. It's important. I never did the baby talk. I never did the, I mean, ever since they were little, I, w- I was speaking to them and, and talking, talking to them as almost as peers, not in an unhealthy way though. There's some, I have heard some moms really kind of overshare too much, but like just treating them as people, people. (laughs) No, you know what? That is so valid. And I swear to God, that's why part of like my key to success is I was trusted in that way. Leland is, you know, who's one of my best friends, but also, you know, a very long time director at this company. I had the privilege of watching her become a mother and watch her parenting style. And that is actually the number one thing I took away from her. It was never like, no, no, no. Or like baby talk. It was always like, I hated that. She's always treats her child with respect and treat like they're just co-living. She's actually unlike any mother I've ever seen. Yeah, like she's she, incredible. Oh, yeah, she's no, amazing, I, I, I bet she's you incredible. You talk about, like, I always, when I watch her with her kids, I'm like, am I going to be able to be like that? She's real. I go she's to her. She's super patient. Like, she doesn't get aggravated. She just kind of makes them feel normal. I yeah. love it. I was thinking the other day, knowing I was coming here, and I was like, I never, I hope no one asks me how to deal with a temper tantrum because, honest to God, my girls never... not never tantrumed when they were infants. Of course they did because they couldn't express to me what they needed. As soon as they were able to speak and we could have some sort of semblance of conversation, they never were. I mean, I never had that moment of them throwing themselves on a floor and in in the grocery store having a tantrum. Well, I, have to say, I think that goes directly hand in hand with what you just said before though. And that's your parenting style. I mean, listen, I'm not going on this podcast saying that I know everything. I have a one year old. Absolutely not. <laughs> There's yeah. a million ways Same. to do things, but everyone's different. I don't resist yeah. my child. I, I don't resist her behavior. So like for me, I'm not like, I don't try to change her. I try to live with her. That's what Leland taught me for sure. And that's what my mom did with us. Like, you know, it's just, of course there's punishment. You allow them to be who they are. Yeah. Well, like even in her youngest stage right now at one years old, like if she, like I've talked about this before, wants to throw food or if she doesn't want to eat, Mm -hmm. I I don't make her. Yeah. I'm like, let's go with the flow, honey. Yeah. There's something to be said. I was thinking back when I was reading all of the parenting books and they're talking about a birth plan. Oh my God. I think the birth plan is, I have, I have opinions on the birth plan. I, I do too. So I was like, I'm reading and I'm like, birth plan, birth plan. And I'm, I'm writing down my birth plan. I'm like, this is ridiculous for me because I think the, it's ridiculous in general. Okay. The minute you go, <laughs> we're going to have to go and say, it. I know it's just sometimes ridiculous. I'll be PC in this situation. I'll say, I think you're setting yourself up for failure. I think you are starting your parental journey. I'm getting goosebumps right now because you're starting your parental journey. You're one of the biggest or the biggest moment of your life. You're just setting yourself up for a complete disappointment. You can't plan that. You have no control over your body. You don't, no matter how much you prepare, you breathe, you read, you prepare, you write it down, you manifest. And I am a big uh, believer in manifestation. 
you don't know what's going to happen in that moment. Well, so, okay. Let's but break also, that don't down. we want to cross the bridge when we get there? Well, no. I think there's some... I have some feelings on this yes. topic that I've had for quite some time. So, first of all, I'm... I Let it out. I believe fully in manifestation. So, yeah. like, every morning I visualize what I want my birth to look like. I envision what I know my pushing will be like. I've have, have had dream, dreams about it. But that's for your mindset. That is... I'm, I'm feeding my mindset, but I also... Part of meditation is not having attachment. Right. So like I don't, I manifest those things and I think about the way that I envision that happening for me. But you know, it's also funny in, in light of what you said about not having control of your body before I had Lily, I thought I could never push, you know, I didn't think that my body could do that. Really? I, I really, I thought I was going to have a C-section and I actually had wanted that. And I would say out loud many, many, many times I want a C-section just, you know, like I, would, yeah. I just thought what I thought. And then that's actually super weird of you. Now that I think about it, it is weird of me. And, and then I pushed and I did it. It was the greatest achievement of my life. So I think to your point, yeah. you don't have control of your body, but I also just want to point out something else that you said, cause I don't want to offend anyone who does have a birth plan. I think that there is medical preferences. Like you need to know what you're comfortable with. For sure. Like if you don't want the eye ointment, I'm not disrespecting you at all. I, or if you don't want to vaccinate, that's your choice. That's not what I'm talking about here. I think it's more like saying, this is how I want to give birth. And if I don't, I'm going to be really disappointed um, you know yes at the end of the day and it might sound cliche like just flow flow and and be so happy that you have a healthy baby yes uh or you know or that you are able to deliver a child yes. i mean that's or just a baby yeah a you know baby. like exactly. a baby you just have a baby even yeah. if there's health problems like you just you're you're blessed it's you're you're, blessed. you're in your situation no and it's matter beautiful. what yeah Were i agree say with something? that I am wondering too, like after you have the child, right? Because we're we have the child now. We, we do. We have the, the child. Yes, the baby. How do you guys deal with the mental load of it all? I think that's something people really like, regardless of if you're a business owner, even if you just have a full time job, people find that hard to balance both. That's a multifaceted question, right? Because some, I mean, that's a big one. Give me a multifaceted <laughs> answer, Multi- ma'am. Well, you think of be, I didn't experience uh, severe postpartum. Some people do, yeah. And some people do. So it's, it's, I can easily sit here and be like, oh, you know, chill out, relax for, for those first few weeks, get to know your baby, do the skin on skin, do all those special moments. Um, and again, let go of expectations and, and flow, but I don't have the knowledge or experience to say, to say, what does it feel like to a mom who, who works so hard to, to, uh, have this child and then her mental hormones state crash. her hormones crash well, that's chemical and it is it and is that is postpartum is chemical for sure but but all of it needs to be no matter how you're feeling you need to know that it's natural and you're going to get through it and it's going to be okay and i i so from my experience i think mentally I, I was taking day by day. It was not, I, yeah. let, I let go of all expectations. Day by day. By <laughs> and day. Do you know that, that meet the parent scene? Yes. When he gives Duh. the speech at the table and he's like, day by day. No. I love meet the what? parents. I'm blanking. I love meet the no, parents. You're gonna I'm know, blanking You on have it. to go look. Yeah. It's one of my favorite scenes of any movie. <laughs> okay. So like regarding, this is obviously such a widespread topic we're talking about today. Yeah. So like if you experience postpartum, I also did not experience that or the hair loss or those different aspects. Like, 
I fully oh, I respect my, you. My hair falls out at any given, like really? all of a sudden. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's a pain that's in the ass. Different. My friend dealt with that too. Like I fully respect you. Cause like one of my best friends dealt with it and I don't think she thought she would. And like, you have to respect that journey for yourself. I think the point that you're making is like in motherhood and like with mom guilt and with being a working mom or not a working mom, a stay at home mom, sometimes you have to let go of your expectations. Yeah. Sometimes the day won't be perfect. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You have to just like, you have to just not, sometimes your sink's going to be full and sometimes, you know, the house is going to be messy and sometimes the baby's going to shit themselves and sometimes Everywhere. the poop's going to get on you. <laughs> and you know, it's not... You don't search for the utopian viewpoint of motherhood. Just flow, I think, is the point, and don't resist. Whether you're experiencing postpartum or not. But Carly, to your question of how do you deal with it all, for me, my answer is I have to carve out time for me. Like, and that you know, that's a theme. Yeah, I mean, I knew that was going to be your answer. Well, uh, people are like, how yeah. do you wake up at four thirty? It's not that I want to wake up at four thirty. I don't want to. I need to. Like, yeah. I need time alone. And I don't feel guilty for that time. Like no. I don't feel time for, like when I get a manicure, pedicure or a massage, I actually never feel guilty during self-care time. That's a weird I love that. loophole for it's me. It's not a weird loophole. I think it's so important. And I agree. I think you need to continue kind of screaming, screaming that from the rooftops because I, I was speaking with um, actually Sheena. Uh, yes, Melwani, and Love we her. were talking, and I was, uh, we were talking about the fact that I have someone come in on Fridays and do my laundry. Yeah, as you should. And it took me kind of having lunch with her and chatting about being moms to feel okay about that, which is insane that I feel weird telling people I have someone help me with my laundry, and that's ridiculous. I no. should feel comfortable and confident, and really, you know, you uh, definitely should. That's a really, really valid point. And like, I have a cleaning crew that comes to my house of women that I love once a week. I need that yes. to feel sane and be a working mom. I don't think that's a bad thing. It's not. I think it, sometimes you feel like you, I think there's a lot of judgment in motherhood. And I think that's like kind of the point. It's like, you could judge someone who's going through postpartum. You could judge someone who has a birth plan. You could judge someone who doesn't. Who do, like, there's so many ways. We're all different. There's no right or wrong, yeah. but I would agree with you that like you have to sort of get in touch with what works for you as a mom and what makes you okay with it all. Like For me, I need help. I know I need Absolutely. help. Absolutely. The other thing is knowing your family and what their touch points are, what their, again, uh, uh, it may sound... Uh, unreasonable but knowing what their love language is we literally just had a whole That's podcast so talking about did that. you really yes. because for me I know for a fact if my husband and children at this point in our lives if they don't have something for dinner which I know drives a lot of women crazy like oh what's for dinner what's for dinner if they don't have it they don't feel quote-unquote loved they don't feel taken care of for them being, uh, being fed and comfortable in the evening when I, when I may have to work till seven or eight o'clock. This is why I'm intimately connected to my crock pot. I'm like, well, it, it works on it. You delegate to your crock pot too. You're like crock pot, do. do your thing. I will be at work till eight. It's I'm not a crock pot cook. Best ladies. I can't do it. 
Listen, you you need the right recipe. I do too. I need I'm the right recipes because I don't have them. They're not all like creamy, Pew, you know, gross cheese. No, I like vegetarian chili and chicken noodle soup and well, yeah, I like that tacos and Mexican. Like, there's all these things you can do that are super healthy, super nourishing, and I think that's what it boils down for my husband. He's like, well, I don't know how to cook. That's you always did it, which I did because that's my love language. I love Me to feed people. Yeah, I love it, and so. After much trial and error, I realized that if I if I hit that one touch point almost every day, say five to seven nights a week, we are in lockstep. We are happy. We are harmonious. The family is done. Like everyone's great. Well, I think it's like a the key a, to your success. Yeah, but it's also a I time. Mean, <laughs> it is. It's the key to it. I believe it. It's no, the but key it's to a happy time, marriage. It's yeah. a time for your family to be together because obviously the hustle and bustle of business takes a lot of attention. So this one moment, this one touch point that you always have together. I feel like we always had dinner when we were younger together. We did always have dinner as a family. And I love that. Well, I think being a working mom, you you have to find those moments of connection. And I think like one thing you said earlier is like, it's important to leave your baby. That's something my mom has instilled in me. Cause sometimes I'll look at her and be like, Oh my God, am I the worst? She's like, Rachel, your time you spend with your daughter and soon to be daughters is going to be so much deeper and more valuable because you leave mm-hmm. and you're passionate and you're excited. <laughs> and that's nothing against stay at home moms either, because you know, everybody's doing their own thing, doing the way that they love to do it. Like we shouldn't judge each other, but like for me personally, I like to leave and I like to have that separation and that's how I let go of that guilt. You I'm know? just laughing at the stages of life right now in my head. Cause I'm thinking when you, they turn 16, they're going to be like, don't even look at me, I, you which know, is I don't so know funny. That, I don't want that to happen. You're touching on something so important because I, I was thinking about the fact that this is a short time, right? Yeah. Like, and people tell me all the time, you wait pretty soon. Your girls are going to, they're not even going to, want to hang out with you and I'm like I hate when people say that in motherhood no I, I'm sorry just I don't, I don't no, mean that they're not I always want to hang out with mom but it's just like I was like no, at the mall that's with my friends that's a mom friends. thing yeah. moms do to other moms they're like just wait I'm like just wait for like let yeah. me just get there and I, maybe my experience isn't yours I know I'm I'm sorry I'm more laughing I wasn't shitting on you no I'm just saying I'm more laughing at the fact that like the stages of life like being someone's child versus like how you talk about your child it's just funny what were you gonna say Holly my (laughs) Eric makes fun of us me and Lex particularly all the time because when we're very lucky that I get up I get them off to school every morning when I'm not traveling for work he has them in the afternoon I put them to bed so um, we definitely have a good routine. I'm lucky to have a, a supportive partner because that's another thing. Does he thing. work from home? No, he works uh, He he works with a commuter rail. So he is up oh, and out right, at like 5.30 right, 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 right. a.m., done by 3.30. Which so is that's a nice So do you communicate schedule? every Amazing. single day on what the like day, the day with the girls is going to look like? No. We're, I mean, we're in such a routine You're now. You're in a flow. But when... He gets them in the afternoon. Lex will be like, oh, and this happened and that happened. And, and he's like, "What do you and mom like sit in the morning and have coffee together? Like, what do you guys do? I like that. It's, and he, he's like, you tell them everything again in a healthy, in a healthy way. With boundaries. With boundaries. Um, but he's like, you guys are, are like besties. And I know there's, there's also this thing with motherhood. Like you don't, you need to be their parent, not their friend. I and don't know if I agree with that. I'm like. 
it's not like I'm dishing to her on like gossip and stuff. We're talking about the quiz she has on Friday and we're talking about Lila being a maniac and, you know, yeah. and, and we're talking about gymnastics and right. I, I'm I not think like good, swearing. It's good to be their well, friend. Well, no, like I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm definitely swearing. Excuse me. I mean, I'm not saying things that are like yeah, inappropriate. No, no. And it's, I think there's, there's a miss conception that you can't, you can still discipline your children. Okay. What about this? What's, is it mutual respect or discipline? My girls and I haven't, that was deep, Polly. Well, that's where I'm going. I think it's mutual respect. We have a mutual respect for each other. And do you know that it's crazy? I have never, my kids have been punished like four times in their lives. Wow. Which I, there's so many people that I shouldn't assume, but I feel like there are probably people out there that are like, well, then, you know, you're not parenting or you're not, it's just a different style of parenting. Right. It's sitting down, it's talking about it. It's all right, let's breathe. Actually, you know what? I just lied because Lila did used to get timeouts. Lex has not been Well, it, honestly, it, it, it depends on the kid. demeanor of the child. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Carly I was always in that. twubble. You say twubble a lot. You do say twubble so a lot. Cute, though. All right, so let's go back to, you know, we're CEOs, we're working moms. Do your girls pick up on the fact that you're, like, what do they think about you working? Absolutely. We talk about it all the time. I'm sorry, have you seen them working her cash register? Yes, I sure have. Lila's like, hi, this will be $950. Oh, no, she's intense. I'm like, that's not what the tag no, says, I think, Lila. I think yeah. it was, wasn't it Lex at the register? Or no, but no, she did that this, Lila. They both, they both were. They both yeah. did the same thing. They both um, were. Well, I, but, we worked our parents' registers too. I love it. Why do you think that's important for them and what do you think they've learned from that? I think that they have learned, they don't understand that it's respect, but they've learned to respect a working woman right off the bat. And they see the multitasking, which I, I do multitask, but I do it in a way that it works like, you know, the crock pot and having a conversation because the crock pot's mindless and I'm having a great conversation with Lex you. in the morning. Or, um, I think that they have learned things at this age that they do and don't want to do they're not super work focused like me at this point like Lila wants to be a, a dog walker and Lex Perfect. wants to live in a barn with horses I love that they them. both want to be gold medal gymnasts so Perfect. that's where we're at yeah great but when I look instead of trying to verbalize what they're learning from me when I look at their commitment to gymnastics it's obvious they're seeing my commitment to my profession and my business they're mimicking your behavior and they're mimicking oh, definitely. my behavior in their gymnastics. I don't, yeah, because I don't think- That is a form of parenting. I don't think they're correlating, yeah. oh, this is mom's work. And pro- honestly, yeah. you're lucky you're passionate about where you work and your um, your business. So they're turning that into like passion for other things as well. So I think that's super important. I think passion's a key word here too, because like I'm sure some women who, you know, moms who have mom guilt who work- um, or even, you know, anyone who's a parent that experiences guilt like this. And if they hate their job. Oh, that's what I was going to yeah. get at. Is yeah. like, if you don't like your job or if you dread it, I would imagine that that is very difficult for yeah, you. I so was, like, I do like my job. Yeah. And so for me, when I leave, it is a form of 
not escape, but it is a form of therapy. Well, for we're me. lucky. So I would say like, if that you're someone that doesn't like it, you can always find a new job. Like, and, yeah. and don't ever feel trapped. Like you should, I think people should chase their passion. Absolutely. For and sure. You have to remember yourself and, and remember yourself beyond motherhood. Yes. Who were you before you were a mother? Yeah. Like if you're defining yourself completely based on being a parent, I think it's dangerous. I think it's it's fine if that's your choice, but I think it's very, very dangerous because number one, you cannot control, your children come out of you pre-programmed. You yeah, know? they are who they are. They are who they are. There is- Nature versus nurture. Absolutely. And so if you have, you know, you're, you're having children and they're going to, they're going to be doctors, all five of them, you know, all doctors, right? I and, hate that. And that is your dream and that is your that. passion and that is what you want for your children and that is what you are going for from day one. You're going to be sorely disappointed. It's very and so rare. will the child and probably. So will, yeah, but well, it's also like the they can never live up to your expectations too. Like, no. I also don't want to choose what my child wants to do in this world. I want them to come to that on their own. Yeah, I want them to be happy. Yeah. How many people do you know who like went through law school or like you know? Oh my! To become a doctor and then they like didn't want to do it and they're like because my mom or my dad wanted me to do that. Like yeah. that's not. I want my child to take away or my children to take away from me that I do what I do because I love it. Yes. That's the other thing. It's not go be a business owner. I don't, I don't believe in go be a business owner. I know you don't. That's yeah. like, I don't not think everyone, everyone should, should own a business. One. I think no. if you, it's, it's acquired taste and an acquired skill. And if you don't know how to do it, I think you're going to have an uphill battle your whole life trying to do it. So it's like, no, I'm not going to tell Lily or future baby to do those things. I'm going to say, follow what makes you tick. Yeah. And I don't, we always, we came from a long line of entrepreneurs. We were never told to be that. No, definitely right. not. I think it circles all the way back to let go of your expectations, let yeah, go of expectations uh, in so many facets. And it's, I'm not saying don't have goals, don't have dreams. I mean, that's what my life is built on is goals and dreams. But if you expect a specific outcome, uh, it, that your happiness factor is, is just going to slowly. You're yeah. attached to a specific outcome. Yeah. Yes. I think is yeah. it, is it too? Like if and that's, that's the theme of almost everything we've covered thus far. Yeah. If you're attached to how the day is going to go, or if you have too many expectations of the way this will be, that will be, da, 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 da. Or if you're too attached to the aesthetic of it all, yeah, you may find disappointment at some point in your motherhood journey. Yeah. Well, on that, <laughs> on that note, point. how yeah. do you guys not carry work stress like into your home then? Because a good question. You wanna this is a great question. I think I have gone through stages that, and I don't, I've never really talked about this, where I was having a very difficult time coming off that go, 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 go. Mm. And then coming into the house and being able to have that um, calm uh, conversation where I'm not the boss, we're a family unit. I was coming in and I was doing that, the mom thing of, uh, having a glass of wine, having a cocktail after work and using that, literally using that, not in a healthy way to bring myself down a notch and, um, be able to enjoy the family, mm. to forget the rest of what happened that day and, not really and, and focus on them. And that is not, uh, in my opinion, not the way to do it. I'm sure some people do it successfully and well, it's, it's not fine. what you want for you. It's not what I want for me. And, um, and I'm happy that I 
recognize that. Because also, I don't want my kids seeing me. Pour, uh, I personally don't want my kids seeing me pour a glass of wine every day after work, having to cope with my day and thinking that I need that to be with them. Yeah. And I think it's something very common. How do you change that? I just, uh, for me, I just have to recognize the behavior, um, find a different form of relaxation before I walk into the house, and then come in and and give them my energy. So I will, if I need to, it's not every day um, that I feel this way, but if I am amped up and there was just a lot of, it's a lot of response. It's very heavy to be responsible for for 30 team members and the success and growth Mm -hmm. of the business because I'm not a person who's going to stay stagnant. I want to grow. There's always something attached to them and their happiness. Yes. So that that weighs heavy on your heart when you're, when you're trying to come home and let go of the day it's really hard to have that let go. Yes. You know? And so I will, I'll sit in my car. I will do some deep breathing. Uh, if that's what I feel like I need, sometimes it's, sometimes it's going on TikTok and watching something stupid, Funny, yeah. even for five minutes, just to lighten my mood because you don't want to walk into your house. And this is an important, very important moment, right? At the end of your day, it's the first time they're seeing you since the morning. If you're walking in and you're carrying all this like burden from the day, again, they're going to reflect on your work as negative. And I don't want that for them. I want them to find their passion. So I think it's, you need to take that moment because you need to give your business all that energy during the day, but you also have to save some time and and energy for your family. For me, I would say that like, you know, I could be sitting with Lily and, and it's the last hour of the night. We just did tubby time and like all of a sudden like there's an emergency happening or like someone, you know, like recently I had someone send me a text message and they were like, feels like you haven't been giving me attention recently or like, like feels like you're not like nurturing like this relationship with me. And, and of course I have human reactions to that, you know, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, like you're not my people like back off. If you're sending me this text message and I, I go into a physiological response where I'm like, yes, worried and anxious. And, but people dump a lot on me, you know, like I, this is the life I chose. There's a, I have a lot of people I have to care for. I have a lot of things coming at me all the time. So like the, how do I not bring it to Lily? I would say for me, my answer is definitely meditation and perspective Yeah, because like, I have to look at that individual in fi- in the fifth dimension of my world and I have to say to myself, this individual is insecure. This individual is projecting their insecurities onto me right now and I need to be able to remove myself from the situation and rise above. So the honest answer is sometimes it does creep in. Like for me, sometimes I do have, you know, you'll call me five times in a row being like, what are we doing? And then I know I need to answer you. Sometimes Lauren, my assistant, who's, you know, helping me with social media and like working on the podcast, she's asking me 6 million questions about a hook and I need to answer. And sometimes I do. And then I, I sometimes will stop, pause, rise above and then ask myself, what is more important right now? This moment with my daughter or this issue that is being presented to me in the drama of it all. Because in 10 years, will I have wanted to have been in this moment with her? Or will I have wanted to dive into this drama with this individual who's projecting on me? You know, it's funny that you I love that when you guys are talking, I'm just thinking to myself, because obviously I'm the person who can't relate to having kids yet. And I am someone who runs a business with you. Multiple and businesses. Multiple businesses. And 
regardless of having kids or not, you do a lot of self-work in business when you are running it to be better every day and to graduate from a certain feeling that you felt before. So for example, like if there was a lot of stressful things that happened in my day and I'll go home and I can't let it go. Right. And I had to practice to start letting it go and, and waiting till tomorrow and you know like waiting till tomorrow's you, hard uh, waiting till yes. tomorrow but I've I, I have to give myself credit I've done a lot you of have, that Carly. because that was a big thing for you but then I can't give and I have to care about my relationship with Joe and I pre- pretending that's my kid for a second obviously it's not my kid or like someone I need to give it's attention to stuff it's your if family you, unit right yeah. like if you practice early on before you have kids which is probably good advice from what I'm hearing from both of you to kind of like deal with those emotions and deal with like those situations when you get home and like, you know, treating Joe like someone that like is, I'm actually in a relationship with and giving him my attention and giving him my love and my time and, and those type of things before I have kids. Like, I feel like that might be a really good practice for people because coping and mindfulness. Yeah. Because then you add an additional layer. Yeah. Cause you also have that relationship with your partner of the kids. It probably becomes way more stressful, way different. And then you are, you know, getting the tools to kind of deal with that beforehand before you have kids yeah well holly something you said too that i that's a really good point carly because i think we have to think about this from all perspectives of all types of listeners but something holly said earlier is like you were like sometimes i'll instead of having a glass of wine i'll take a deep breath in my car or i'll go on tiktok i think it's kind of like just identifying your way of like almost drawing the line in the sand of being like this is not going to work for me and i need to be present with my children and presence is something I meditate on daily. Yeah. It's, you know, I'm on, I'm constantly challenging myself to ask how present am I in this moment? Mm. Am I in this moment? You know, be here now are words that I repeat to myself often in motherhood. Am I here right now? I could ask myself that in every moment and it challenges me more and more. I learned that from Camille. Yeah. Well, yes, Camille. And then Camille is very good at that, but also my, one of my gurus is Ram Dass. Yeah. And he wrote a book called Be Here Now. Um, And it's all about the present moment. And, you know, it's like, I, that's all that matters. It's all we have. It's more difficult than a lot of people realize though. I mean, yeah, it's, hard. Brain, it's, it's so natural for your brain to wander, especially when you've got 150 different things on your to-do list that day. Yes. Right. Uh, or at least in the back of your mind all the time. It happens to me a lot. Um, a lot of times if I find myself, this is just a little me trick. If I find myself, I'm also very um, affectionate with my girls and so if I feel oh, myself wandering, like I'll get physical, I'll, I'll, I'll walk over, I'll give them a big hug and a big kiss. And like, it snaps me out of mm. that mindset of just letting myself wander or worry or think or because what's more important than that moment, being able to give them yeah. that love. I love that. So I think the physical ass, or I, I also do that when, if I'm getting a, if, if, if I can feel myself getting hot over something that maybe. I don't have any control of, and it's not even that big of a deal. I'll walk over and give them a big squeeze. Or, yeah, I think that's a good tactic. Well, their therapy too, you know. Yeah. All right, cool. So we've covered so much that we do have some fan questions, and you know, Carly's asked a few of them. Um, I guess for me, one question that stood out was somebody asked, "How do you manage and organize your schedule to do it all? Like, how do you make sure that you get it all in?" like practically speaking and physically in your schedule? So I think 
that, and I know you have probably some fantastic answers for this. <laughs> I, for me, I need a good night's sleep. Like you're able to get up at four, four thirty, and have your you time. Sleep is more important to me. Mm-hmm. When I don't have a full seven hours, I feel. I don't know how else to explain it. I feel raw that day. Like I, yeah, yeah. So I, well, then you have to to go give yourself to your kids, your husband, your employees. You're depleted. Tough. Yes, and I want to give them as much of my energy as I can every single day. I think it's important, not because I have to, but because I want to. Right. And so a, a good night's sleep is a really big deal. Putting my girls to bed every night when I'm not traveling, it's every night. I, I, I me, me too. Yeah. It's Carly sometimes doesn't get that from me. She's like, why you put her to bed every night? I'm like, it's the gift I get of this being her mom. Like, no, I, it's not that I don't get it. I just, it's fine. I get it. Well, no, like, no, it, I get it. I just think it's like, you can't put so much pressure on yourself. Some, there are some times where you just, I enjoy it. No, I know you enjoy it. And I think it's wonderful. I just think there's some times where we have to handle things and that's what comes with being a business owner. And that's just the truth. I, I agree with both. It just sometimes happens. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, hold on. I, I agree with both because there are times when now that my girls are used to it and they can verbalize everything they need. Yeah, now, that's, it must be a crazy phase. It's a crazy phase. I can't wait. It's amazing. It's uh amazing. It just gets better and better, by the way. Every year gets better and better and better. And I love it. I love your mindset because I feel like a lot of people are negative and like it gets worse. So you put them to bed at night. Yeah. So I put them to bed at night. But going back to what Carly said, there are nights where I'm like, oh, I need like another hour uh, of emails or I have a project that I really should be getting done right now. I have finally learned to be like, eh, tomorrow. It's it. It's tomorrow. It's the tomorrow. Love a tomorrow yeah. moment. You know, yes. we're all lucky when we get to get up in the morning and we have that day, right? We yeah. have another day to make it right. We have another day to get things done. Uh, and the girls really enjoy our nighttime routine, which by the way, now they're starting to get a routine. They've got their moisturizer Love now. They're brushing them. their hair. If they want waves the next day, mom, braid That's my me. hair. Mom, put my sleepy tie yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you use Google Cal, honestly. My, the simplest form yeah. of an answer for me is going to be Google Cal. Yes. So like I mesh my personal and professional schedule into Google Cal. So like all of my work friends can see like where I am personally during the, the I love morning that. too. Like, and it's, I very accurately live by it, but I do also resonate with what you said about tomorrow because I'm also lenient with myself. So like I had make expectations for what my day needs to look like, what my morning routine needs to look like. But like, you know, in my pregnancy and as a mom, my doctor has told me to stop waking up so early. So I have oh, been wow. sleeping. Yeah. And like this morning I slept till uh, 6.45, which was really late for me. And I woke up at the same time as Lily. So that meant that I didn't have, you know, Your my time. morning routine and my me time. So I will be doing that later on in the, af- in the night after she goes to sleep. And I know that I need to have that every day. But, you know, speaking about like the, how do I organize my schedule? I have to look at it from the airplane. Like I have to look at it from above and say like, this is how I can fit everything and everyone in. And then there's also the saying no to a lot of things. Boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. Like I don't, um, if I have someone who's too needy, you know, like you're a perfect friend for me because you 
don't ever over ping me for too many personal right. things. <laughs> no, it's true. Like I value yeah, that. And I, I value it too. That's a really important part of my friendship with co-business owners and people who get it. And it's like, if you repeatedly ask me to like do things that I cannot accept, I may not be able to honor you as like the type of friend you want me to be because you just don't understand my lifestyle, no matter the opinion of that. But like you and I are friends and we call each other when we need something and we're there for each other when we need to vent. But like boundary wise, like, my answer when I need to say no is, is no, <laughs> you know, so like schedule wise, I have to fit in when I know I need to fit in. Well, that's the interesting answer, right? When, because people assume that we do it all, right? Yeah, I'm and selective. we do a lot, yeah. but we're selective with what we do. And if we have to miss a, a social outing or something that- All that, social outings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I know me too. Um, but that's okay because that's not my, I'm not in that phase of life right yeah. now. That's not important to I me. I was just going to say there's different phases of life when you have kids. I feel like yeah, number one priority. Yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. So like, how do you organize it all and how do you manage doing it all? Well, I think you do the best you can. I actually yeah. like what you said about Google Cal. I know it seems like a a silly answer. It's like obvious, but it's like most people don't put their personal stuff in yes. their schedule. Oh no, I definitely so, do. So and you I have invite to, Mike. So you have to think about that too. Like you're like, there might be anxiety of like, Oh, I don't want my work people to see like where I am or what I'm doing. Like, no, like, no, I be put, open I, and honest yeah. with what you need to get done. I yeah. put my manager in as a meeting as you should. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> by the way, I and invite I'll look at Mike. her. I'll look at her. I'll be like, who's Daniel, Rachel. Yeah. Who, who you meet? She's with. like, who's the me- my masseuse? I, and I'm like, it's, you. you know, I put Shannon as my massage therapist, and I'm like, Shannon meeting, and like that's part of my work day. But yeah. I think people like kind of sometimes make their own guilt because they're like, I shouldn't be doing this. It's like if you accept these things that yeah. you need to do to be the best version of yourself, like. That's been a You'll learned be better. thing for me. Again. You are yeah. absolutely right. Not applied to self-care. Like I said, like a manicure and a pedicure, like I never feel the guilt. But work, sometimes I get the guilt. And people yeah. always say that. They'll be like, I don't even have time to get a manicure. It's like, find it. Oh, no, no. I always find have the time. time to take find care the of myself. The great thing about being a girl mom, too, for me, is that now I'm so lucky because I them. can be like, hey, guys, do you yeah, want to go get... Genius. I love that. Yeah. That's yeah. so fun. And it's so... It's a day, it, day. It's such, And it's a relief because I, I probably do suffer from a little more guilt than the average person. I feel guilty all the time. Well, you're a deep empath, Holly. Like you care very much. So I about do. People. I really do. Yeah. And someone told me recently that they, can, when they open my jewelry, they can feel the love. And it like, that's an honor. actually two people in one week said that. I'm not sure what was happening with the universe, but Wait, it was a good tagline. It was a huge, let's, oh let's trademark. <laughs> call, call my attorney. Call when you it, open our jewelry, yeah. Yeah. you'll feel the love. Call a new attorney. Uh, call my attorney. <laughs> <laughs> and moving on. Hashtag business owners. So, but what an honor. That's the word. I, I kept saying, like, I was brought to tears by that. What is my point? Oh, empath and, and feeling guilty. I've learned to deal with it. I think that moms, we're always going to feel it. But the better we are, the more we can shine our light and be bright. It's better for the people around us. Nobody wants to constantly be with, with someone who's sad or stressed or, and I know that's, Maybe not what anyone wants to hear, but you've got to find the light no, no in every single day. I don't want that. I agree with that. But the constant learning lesson too for people is like it requires more work, not less work 
to get the things that you want out of life and give the kids what you want. You know, a lot of planning. Yeah. Like it, it's not like you just like let these things happen. Like you plan time with Lily, you make sure you have the food and the crock pot in the morning. If you're not going to be there. Like I've got another good tip. We've said flow though. So I just don't want to be contradicting because we're like, Go with the flow, but then we're also saying plan and but put you the said, work in. But you said go with the flow with like issues that arise or problems. Yes. Or if Lily doesn't want to go to sleep right now and wants lunch and then she was supposed to have it's, it at right, 12. Right. So you're like saying don't resist. Yes. But plan. What? What's the old don't saying? Don't resist, persist. Yeah, yeah. But plan <laughs> the Seriously. things that like if you have soccer practice at three o'clock, you got to plan that. You, you can't plan forget that. about right. it. Yeah, right. Yeah. If you have Lily's birthday party and you want to do a cake smash, like, yeah, exactly. you got to plan that. But yes. don't resist the natural. Don't resist exactly. how how your child's going to react to something or how yes. the day yeah, that makes can sense. go. So what were you going to say? I was going to say just a couple <laughs> of practical tri- tips too is find little moments like um, in the mornings, a couple times a week, Lex and Lila and I play Bananagrams. It's seven minutes. What is Bananagrams? It's the best game. It's like it's like a speed version of Scrabble. Uh, cool. I love which obviously that doesn't apply to have a baby. Together. Love but, that. Um, but it's quick. Or when I was, um, when the girls were really little, there's this game called Spot It. Do you guys know Spot It? No. Oh, it's the best. So if you need to go to a restaurant instead of putting your child on screen time or trying to entertain them. You're, we love screen you, time. I, we do too. Um, and, but spot, it's this little round canister game where you like flip it over and you have to spot the the items. And my friend, Sarah, uh, shout out to Sarah Cazald cause she is the most amazing mother. Um, but she told me that like maybe Sarah five Cazalt. years ago. Yeah. Much love, <laughs> Sarah. Girl. Uh, so spot it, but like, there's all these little games you can play, um, that are quick. They're going to take five minutes out of your day, 10 minutes out of your day, but they make your child feel connected. engaged with, connected, fun, happy. Yeah. You know, those little things, you can make them work. You can find them. I think that the theme here is like keeping you alive and happy and well and passion filled and hobby filled, but also finding the quality in the middle with your family by planning, but also knowing when to let go. It's kind of like the theme of today's conversation and the takeaways for me is like the balance of it all Mm. and making sure that like you... It's just, you know, I, I read a lot of Taoism books mm-hmm. and um, one of the biggest things in Taoism that I don't obviously know the beautiful words that it was listed, but it, it talks about how water is the softest element and water flows, you know, but the interesting part about water is that it can erode mountains. It's powerful. It's very powerful. So the softest element in mm. the world has the ability to over time erode a mountain, you know? I love so that. like the concept of flowing like water in motherhood is something that I find a lot of comfort in. It's just like every day is a new day and the presence of it all. And, you know, I think the I'm working on my mom guilt every day. And I think it's something that may never go away just because it's rooted in love. But I love both of you have like from an outsider perspective, just listening to both of you, like you have the bananagrams, you have Lily's bedtime. Yeah. You have like, we listen to the same song every single night before bed. Right. I love that. But like you have, like there is a portion of routine with these things that like you guys make your own um, with your children. I love that. I think routine is my whole life. It's important to, and you have to be, you have to listen to your intuition and listen to your children too. Even if they can't speak yet, you know, I mean, it's body language. It's, Mm -hmm. it's seeing how they react to certain things. It's, um, it's feeling that alongside them to be able to nurture them the best. Yes. 
And um, whether you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom, at the end of the day, we have the most important job in the world. And hard. It's and a hard one. and hard, yeah. It, yeah, definitely challenging. But we're we're raising the next generation of humans that are going to hopefully take care of this earth. And um, and one thing I did forget to mention, I was thinking about as we're talking about being working moms and how difficult the job of being a mom is and having a job, uh, but also stay at home moms have been a huge help. One or two in particular for me. Being like, hey, you know, I have time. Do you want me to run Lexa oh, to gymnastics love them. or run? And and that's that's so wonderful to well, it's joining together, joining with together in motherhood. Yes. And that's why, like, I never against any mom. You know, like I sure I say like don't have a like an, a, a hand a typed birth plan. Right, right. I do have a feeling about that, but like <laughs> regarding just moms in general, I believe like we all have something we can learn from each other because there is no manual no, ma- no matter how many books you can read. It's just intuition and gut and emotion and it's just feeling it out. So like you're, you know, that stay-at-home mom that's able to have your back She's huge. a huge part of your life. I mean, I'm sure one day I will really value someone who does that for me, you know, and I hope I can do that for somebody else, but it's just joining forces and like having each other's backs. It's going to be me. Yeah. It's going to be me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think that, that there's been a lot of great conversation in this. And I think, you know, I look up to you as a mother too. You really do it all. And I think you've, I really, one takeaway for me is like the tomorrow thing. I love that, you know, like as a CEO, it's like, it can wait till tomorrow or in a job, it can wait till tomorrow, you know, and that's okay. Yeah. And communicating that and just being mindful. And if it can't, get somebody else to fix it. Delegate. Delegate to elevate, (laughs) honey. Just delegate. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else you guys want to add? No, I thought that was great. Good perspectives. What was your takeaway as as not being a mother yet? I think the biggest thing, like I said before, was just like preparing for motherhood. It's not just, I think it's, yes, go with the flow, but it's also like work on yourself now to be better so you have the tools when you do have a child. Preparing is smart advice, I think. Yeah, I like that. Prepare well. Well, Holly, you know how we feel about you. I love you. We love you. Thank you for being with us today and for, you know, I feel like you speak from my future a little bit, so I appreciate your insight. I'd love to learn. Um, So thank you for being here, your time, and, you know, just always being a great friend. We love you. Thank you. I love you guys. And um, why don't you just tell everybody where they can find your beautiful business? Ah, you can find us everywhere at <laughs> Dune Jewelry. So uh, DuneJewelry.com, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn. We're everywhere. Yep. And you guys can and go. the Caribbean. You can yeah. go to all us, over the Caribbean. You can have find a special place in, in mind that means something to you and sentimental. And you can get sand from that beach. Bring it to you guys and yeah. you guys can make some beautiful jewelry. And it's to take it even further, like one thing I didn't realize after like the whole sand thing is like you could have like somebody's ashes or like flowers Absolutely. from your wedding or like any sentimental. So cool. Anything yeah. that's sentimental to you, you Thank can you. send into Dune Jewelry. Mm-hmm. You guys will custom make any piece of jewelry. It's like the ultimate gift. I'm again, it's not a shameless plug. Like I only bring people on here that I like really believe in their brand, but that's such a, you work so hard at keeping the authenticity of that service for people and that's hard to scale so I think people need to understand that that's like it's a handmade. challenge it's handmade it's yeah. handmade and special like every piece is special so Thank definitely check out dunejewelry.com um and yeah we love you so much over and out goodbye <laughs> Bye. oh god I think we've created an outro <laughs> <laughs>